Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining in today. It feels so good to be recording again after such a long time. My name is Timtopel Sunny. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and on this episode of my podcast, I'm going to be talking about diabetes, how it relates to our food, nutrition and overall health. So sit back, relax and enjoy. So, what is there to say about diabetes and nutrition? Indeed, there are a thousand and one things to say because diabetes is actually a nutrition-related non-communicable disease. To begin with, I want to establish some facts. The first is that the end product of carbohydrates is glucose, meaning everything that you eat that contains carbohydrates would end up as glucose in your body. Now, carbohydrates ideally should make up almost 50% of our daily nutritional intake. So your foods, whatever you eat on a daily basis, should be made up of, at least 50% of it should be made up of carbohydrates. So you see, carbohydrates are very, very important in our diet. Now, why are they so important? Your body needs glucose. So, even though you cut out carbohydrates from your food, let's say you want to try to place yourself on a diet that would not um, supply as much carbohydrates to you on a daily basis. When you cut out those carbs, your body still makes glucose from those other sources of foods that you're eating. For instance, if you're eating more fat, your body makes glucose from that fat, in which case it's not always the best option. It's good to give your body the glucose that it needs. Now, defining diabetes. Basically, diabetes is a condition that is characterized by having elevated blood glucose levels. So, if you take carbohydrates and they end up as glucose in your body, There is a hormone called insulin that helps to drive this glucose into your cells. In the case of diabetics, they do not have enough insulin or their body does not utilize insulin as well. So what happens is that the um, glucose that you get from this food stays in your bloodstream, hence diabetes occurs. So what should you do? Should you stop eating carbohydrates at all because you don't want to get glucose? No. You should look more towards the risk factors of diabetes, which is what I'll be talking about next. The first risk factor is family history. It's always very, very good to know your family history. Does your parents, any of your parents, either of your parents, do they have diabetes? Do their own parents have diabetes? It's always good to establish this fact because you're more likely to develop diabetes if you have a family history of diabetes. Second is your race. It is now an established fact that Africans are more likely to develop diabetes no matter where you are. For instance, in the US, black adults are nearly two times as likely as white adults to develop type 2 diabetes. Why? The reason can be traced to our genes, our genetic makeup. In recent times, thanks to modernization and globalization, Africans are now consuming 
more ultra processed foods this places a higher demand on your body for instance an african who has not been used to eating ultra processed foods junk foods or foods that have high levels of sugar or drinks like sugar sweetened beverages and if an african now get exposed to such an environment that has all of these things in abundance and it begins to con- consume them in large quantities the body might not be able to meet up with the insulin needs remember i said that insulin is the hormone responsible for driving the glucose you get from food to your cells where your cells uses it the body might not be able to de- meet up with the demand of insulin Hence, the glucose just gets stuck in your bloodstream. Your body was not used to producing so much insulin before. So, it might not be able to meet up with that need or those needs. Again, consuming all these kinds of foods puts you at a higher risk of being obese or overweight. Which brings me to my third risk factor. Type 2 diabetes is the most common type of diabetes all around the world. Many people who suffer from type 2 diabetes also have excess body weight, especially around their abdomen. And it has been said that sometimes the cells are blocked by fat. The entrance of the cells are blocked by fat deposits. So even when insulin wants to send in drive in the glucose to the cells this fat deposit blocks them from going into the cells to be utilized so being overweight and being obese especially abdominal obesity central obesity having excess weight around your abdomen puts you at a higher risk of developing diabetes the last risk factor i'm talking about is a sedentary lifestyle which goes hand in hand with obesity actually. So when you are sedentary, when you do not engage in physical activities every day, what happens is the calories that you get from your food get stored as excess since you do not use them up. Because when you engage in physical activities, you burn calories. And calories, and of course, everybody eats every day. And what's in your food is actually calories. So... If you do not burn more calories than you eat every day, there is a higher tendency that you would store these calories as excess fat. Now, having known all of this, you would agree with me that nutrition as well as physical activity plays a huge role in influencing how well your diabetes is controlled, managed, or even prevented. To end this podcast, I would say that if you are at risk, according to any of the risk factors I mentioned earlier, number one, try to achieve and maintain a healthy body weight. Remember I said achieve and maintain. The truth is rapid weight loss programs or rapid weight loss diets would not help you on the long term because after you achieve your target weight, the ways to maintain it is what becomes more important so it's very very good to seek the help and counsel of a registered dietitian in maintaining and achieving your healthier body weight through your diets of course next is to be physically active 
The WHO recommends at least 30 minutes of regular or moderate intensity exercise at least five times in a week. So if you know that you do not have a or have the time or have the luxury to schedule an exercise routine, you can decide to stay physically active in so many other ways. If you cannot make it to the gym, simple lifestyle changes like parking your cars in a further parking lot would help you to walk more every day. And there are other things that you can also do, so many. The next thing is to eat healthy. This is probably the most important point because you would eat, everybody eats, every human being eats. It's the characteristics of every human being. So eating is important. Limit your intake of junk food, ultra processed foods and sugar sweetened beverages, soda. It is very important to discuss alternatives with a registered dietitian because these are people who would give you foods that you like Healthy does not always mean bitter. Healthy does not always mean green. Healthy does not always mean I have to endure it because it is good for me. No, your food should always be enjoyed. And remember, each time you eat anything, you are either feeding a disease or fighting it. Lastly, avoid tobacco use. Please and please, if you take tobacco, it puts you at a higher risk of developing diabetes and other associated non-communicable diseases at this point i would be drawing the curtains of today's episode of my podcast i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you learned one thing two things or three don't forget you can always reach out to me across all social media platforms my name is tim talk by and it was fantastic recording this podcast thank you for your time thank you for listening until next time stay Amazing. Bye.